0: It's been a great day at church. And the blessings of the Lord have been plentiful. Now go and love people with the love of Jesus. Boy, (laughs) well, happy Easter. Amen. (laughs) That's one way to kick it off. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, We're going to be the church that talks about that stuff. All right. Is that all right? Can we address this kind of stuff today? Amen. Come on, man. Some of you are like, dang, what did I walk into? All right. Grab the keys. All right. Check us out, man. We are packed up and I guess, I bet you, I bet you, this is one of those times you wish you sat in the front row. You know what I mean? Like, dang, all right, praise the Lord. So, uh, yeah, man, well, well, you know, I'm tripping, man, because those people just got passed by. And people are getting passed by every day. Passed by. And I'm not just talking about people with the signs and stuff like that. Uh, There's just all kinds of people. We're, we're just passing by. And, and many people are just passing us by. And sometimes where are those people that are being passed by and, and wondering, man, are we even lovable? Are we even reachable? Are we even touchable? All right? And we just, we just pass by. And I, my question is, what, what, well, I got a lot of questions today. But what, made, what makes them people so invisible? What made those people so invisible? You know what I mean? I mean, how to hearing the words of encouragement of Christ and the love of Jesus, all right? What makes us so invisible? And maybe, okay, maybe, maybe, let's be fair. Maybe there's just some people, all right? Maybe there's just some people that you just have to pass by, all right? Because maybe there's just some people... All right, you just can't touch, man. They're untouchable, man, because they might get you dirty, all right? And that stuff might get on you, all right? So you just can't touch them. Maybe that's the case. You know, maybe there's just people, you know, they're just unreachable because they don't want to be reached anyway. That's why so they don't want to waste the time on trying to reach people, all right, when they don't want to be reached anyways, all right? And so or maybe maybe, maybe the pure fact is, man, you just recognize in the people's eyes they just they don't want to be loved, they are unlovable, and you don't even want to go near that. Maybe, that's, maybe that makes it okay, right? No, it doesn't make it all right, right? And that's that time. This is that time in the sermon where you can say, no, brother, it is not right. You can tell me that. Not right. brother. But you got to say brother, because that makes me feel loved, all right? You cannot say, you can't leave out the brother, all right? No, brother, that ain't right, amen? It just ain't right. Because if that was the case, none of us would even be right here. Why? I believe because Jesus doesn't passed by the uns in 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 Jesus' eyes there is no one who is untouchable in the eyes and the heart and love of Jesus there is no one who is unreachable and in the eyes of Christ and the love of Christ within the, within the very reach of Christ there is no one who is unlovable amen that is isn't he crossed the line Jesus crossed the line over and over again and it's a good thing he did because if he didn't we wouldn't be here amen Alright. I want to challenge you. I want to take you somewhere right now. I want to show you some, some, some pictures of some people. And I want you to ask her, answer honestly, would you have passed these people by? out this cat, if you were in a club, a nightclub, alright, in Bangladesh, and you saw this band and this dude up there just shredding and sweating and doing all this craziness, alright, would you just be waiting to tell him about Jesus? All right, yes, she says, yes, me too, all right, all right, what about these two, all right, if this guy breathed on you and made you want to barf, all right, would you want to just tell him about Christ, all right, this is our family, our family, our marriage and family, our, not our marriage and family, but our family pastor and, and, and minister leaders, basically, man, I mean, and that's, we didn't pass them by, I don't know. I mean, you can make up your own story, what's happening right here, but it's kind of obvious because, yeah, I don't know what he's, yeah, anyways. All right, all right, but what about this little chick right here? All right, this little chick right here, man, I, remember, I watched this one as a sprout. All right, come up and do her best to say, don't talk to me, don't touch me, don't reach me, don't love me, but we said, too bad, we're going to do it anyways, because Jesus does you, and Jesus reaches you, and Jesus is going to touch you. All right, how many of you would have said, wait, 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 I don't know, she looks a little crazy. She's got that bar going right through the middle of her forehead, what's going on with that? All right? And what about her husband? (laughs) All right, here he is at some dang party in the basement in Minnesota, all right? And now he's pastor of our finances, all right? You can blame yourself for that, all right? Praise the Lord, all right? Here he is, tearing it up, man, all right? Okay, it's gonna get crazy, all right? Because, I mean, I mean, if you were walking down the street, okay, and you saw this guy right here, how many of you would say, man, I just wanna talk to you about Jesus, Man, brother, let me just tell you about Jesus. He's out there. Yeah, you're like Jesus loves you. I know. <laughs> How many of you would just been, you know, just tripping over yourself to tell this guy about Jesus? But yet here he is writing songs. All right, you know, and and and, and leading worship here at the church for the glory of Jesus Christ our King. Amen. Because somebody didn't pass him by. Now, we can't leave out one of the founders of our church, all right? Here's uh, Pastor Ron. This is his baby picture. He's uh, three years old in this picture. Already has got a mustache and hair, all right? It's kind of crazy. Anyways, all right? Yeah, pretty awesome. All right, but what about this cat? We just sent this guy to plant a church in Oregon, all right? All right. He used to deal drugs in Oregon, and now he's to sell drugs in Oregon. Now he's giving out the love of Jesus for free. All right? Praise the Lord. Amen. Why? Because people refuse to pass them by. Or refused to pass them by. Now, if you just happened to be, all right, in a prison in uh, Northern California and in the visiting room, and you saw this lucky couple right here, all right, would you have, passed, <laughs> would you have been breaking the bank, all right, to tell these two about Jesus Christ, all right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Somebody had enough guts. All right, to tell us about the love of Jesus, amen? All right? I mean, if truth be told, man, all of us could be up on this screen today, right? Every one of us here could be up on this screen today. And it could be sharing, you know, just our thankfulness that we were not passed by. Amen? Why? Because here's what I know. Nobody here, nobody here is untouchable, right? And n- nobody out there is unreachable, right? And nobody anywhere is unlovable, amen? Because Jesus Christ made sure of it, all right. As he was, as he as he came and he lived, all right. As he taught and he did many miracles, as he headed his focus towards the cross. Because you know our sin and the sins to come separated us from God, and he wanted to branch in that gap of separation, and he did it by stretching out an arm, stretching out another arm, willingly allowing himself to be nailed to a cross for your sins and. My Sins and to die, all right, a brutal death for our sins, and to be buried and to be be, 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 be tossed away and done as is as, as done. No, no more about that guy, but now know what, man? Three days later, he drop kicked that stone, all right, out of the way, came out of the grave, and he is alive today. Amen. He is risen, amen. And now here's what I know, all right? We say that on a day like today. We wait till Easter to say that's crazy how we do this, all right? I can't wait till Easter. Why? Because I want to say he is risen, and he is risen indeed. I can't wait. To... Man, say it every day. Because he's alive every day. He's risen every day. He's been risen for 2,000 years now, amen? All right? He's been risen. My question is today, and I want to challenge you with this question, who here or who around you needs to rise with him? Who here or who around you needs to rise up with them because nobody here is untouchable, all right? Nobody out there is unreachable, and nobody anywhere is unlovable. And I want to challenge you because sometimes it's hard for us to reach across the line. We have a hard time reaching across the line, all right? Reaching with that touch, reaching with that reach, reaching with that love but I want to challenge you here today. Now, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you've been drugged here, all right, or you've been coerced to come here, or you've been tricked because you're gonna have fancy lunch after this, but you gotta to go to church or you're not eating, all right? And so, <laughs> if that's why you're here, man, all right, I want to challenge you with this one statement right here, man. Okay, you don't hear anything else. You know, hear, hear this, all right? And it's, it's, I forgot my statement. If you, love, if you let Jesus love you, if you would just let him love you, and you're going to be able to love others with the love of Jesus. And there's, that's why we're here, man. That's the greatest, the highest you know, human ethic, moral ethic is love. Everybody wants to love. Everybody wants to be loved. And when people aren't loved, they, be, they, they, decide, they decide that they're going to make sure nobody else loves everybody else. And it just gets crazier and crazier. But the root of it all is love. If you would just let Jesus love you truly, truly allow Him to truly, truly love you, well then you'll be able to love others with the love of Jesus Christ. And again, there is no greater love. We're gonna put to test an old school story right here, man. And we've been here as the church. I don't know. I don't know, uh, if, if, if you've been here or if you haven't been here for a while. All right, I expect to see all of you next week, okay? So anyways, I want you to know that, all right? And so, so if, you, if, you, if, you, if you haven't been here or if you've been here for a while, you know or you don't know that we've been going through the book of Luke, all right? It's a big, uh, if you have your Bible and you open up your Bible and you go to the New Testament, there's Matthew, Mark, Luke. There's actually, it's just called Luke, all right? It's not about Luke. It's written by Luke. It's about Jesus, okay? And we've been going through that book in the Bible, and uh, it's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, we, were, we, we decided, you know what, this weekend we're not going to do a special message because every message is special, praise the Lord, all right, and we're just going to kind of go through uh, where God has us in the book of Luke, and we're going to challenge this story, man, where Jesus and his boys and his homegirls are just cruising around through, this, through the territory, all right, just hanging around doing crazy stuff, all right, and all of a sudden this dude that comes up with this crazy skin disease, he's just blown out, his, his body's just falling apart, things are literally, literally, truly falling off the man, and, and it's this very, very feared disease in that age and time, and he walks up to Jesus, breaks all the rules, and he reaches out for Christ. He reaches out. He just wants to be touched. He just wants to be reached. He just wants to be loved, and it's pretty amazing what Jesus does, and I think we can learn a lot from this story, so let's pray and get up in it. Praise the Lord. Father, we just give you the praise. We give you the honor and glory, Lord God, and we truly do give you the praise and the honor and glory. We ask you, Lord God, to guide us in Jesus' name for your glory. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Luke chapter 5, verse 12 begins like this. It says, while he was in one of the cities, there came a man that was full of leprosy. All right, there came a man that was full full, like it didn't say he had leprosy, this cat was full of leprosy. Now, leprosy was this wicked, bad disease, The skin disease, it started off as a small little spot on your leg, on your foot, on your hands, on your ears, on your nose, somewhere. And then it just didn't stop decaying the body from that point, literally just eating the body from the outside in to where things were just getting just horribly disfigured and falling off and just, you know, and then, and then you would just, it was, it was basically called a living death because it just kept going. It did not stop, all right? And it was so crazy and so contagious, all right, back in this time that, that there was actually laws in place, Jewish laws that would say that, you know what, if, if you had leprosy and you came into a crowd of people, you had to let people know that you were coming by just shouting unclean, unclean, unclean because it was against the law for you not to let people know you were coming. And then, and then if you didn't have leprosy, it was, it was, it was you, you, the law required that you remain six feet away from the people that did. Six feet away, no longer. If you went in for another foot, you broke the law. You can get arrested for that. And if, and if somebody had leprosy and it was a windy day, like we get up here, all right, if it was a windy day and you came within, you, you know, you, you, the, then there was, a, there was a person with leprosy, you know, down, or not downwind, what do you call it when the wind's heading your way? It was that way, all right? Wind's all coming from that way, and the person's over there, all right? You had to stay 150 feet away from that person. What do you think that does to a person? What do you think that does to a person, man, when they know that they are literally a walking, all right, disease of humanity? All right, what do you think it does to their mind? All right, this cat, this doctor right here, his name is A.B. McDonald, right? He was the founder of the I2 leopard colony in Nigeria. And here's what he wrote about this, right? He said that the leper is sick in mind as well as body. For some reason, there's an attitude to leprosy different from the attitude to any other disfiguring disease. It's associated with shame and horror, and it carries, in some mysterious way, a sense of guilt, shunned and despised, and frequently do lepers consider taking their own lives, and and many do. I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, you know, how can, you know, what what is it, what's comparable today, and and the only player I can come close as far as a physical uh, ailment was when i was personally struck with corona i like like huge it hit me hard my doctor told me man do not get this because you got this <laughs> problem you know cancer okay? so like, whatever all right and so but he said don't get it because she, she said because you know what you're you're not you're not a good candidate for this stuff right and you know and and, and it's crazy because I, I lost some very dear people to me man to this junk and we've all had loss and suffered you know, this craziness and, and 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 i remember man, when it, when it hit me that I remember I couldn't, I couldn't hold my babies. You know what I mean? Because I might hurt them by, by hugging them. My grandbabies. All right? And they didn't understand. When they see me, they're the papa. And they didn't understand why I, I couldn't hug them. I mean, I couldn't kiss my wife because I, I didn't want to kill her. You know, what I mean, It's is that mind trip, man. That's a mind trip. I started tripping, like you know, you know what? And I, you had know, to quarantine. You had to stay away from people. You couldn't be around people, man. And I am a people person. That's a problem. Some of, you know, maybe I don't. Know, for me, that was a big deal. And I was freaking out. It started getting in my head. In the next couple of days, man, I remember just getting, just going down in this tunnel, in this hole. This like, man, it's just empty and alone and isolated. And I was just constantly now starting to worry, what if, what if, I, what if I die, man, I just leave this family that needs me here to handle some stuff and to be, you know, what, what do I do? And I started tripping and worrying, and God, he, he just nailed me with the question. He says, look, man, what do you want to do? Live or die, what do you want to do? You want to worship or do you want to worry? That's what he told me. You want to worship or you want to worry? Is it because, you know what? You can die worrying. That's a horrible death. You can live worrying. That's a horrible life or you could die worshiping. Praise the Lord, I will die worshiping. That's my choice. And if I live, I'm gonna live a life of worship, amen? And that's exactly what this guy did. Look what it says. It's exactly what he did. He's looking in Luke chapter five, verse 12, he says, while he was in the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. Well, Jesus was running around. He says, uh, and when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face. He worshiped him. This guy, he just saw Jesus and he just bows down to the ground. And he falls on his face, man. And it says he begged him. Literally, literally, the word for begged is used elsewhere in the scriptures as prayed. So basically, he fell down on his face and he just started praying to Jesus. And he said, Lord, he placed, he, 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 he repositioned his life. You are God. I am not God. What I want doesn't matter. What you want, all that matters. But I'm going to ask you for something, anyways. Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. What I love about this, man, and it's a couple of crazy things, is this guy put all everything inside of him at risk. You see, he's already being decayed from the outside in. I mean, now he was actually becoming more vulnerable than ever in life. is when you reveal your insides. And you say, look at man, I'm just gonna give this all to you. And you can do what you want with it, man. But you know what? I, I just need you to help me from the inside out. And it had God said you know what, I don't see you, I don't want to touch you, I don't love you, well, that would have ruined the guy. That would have ruined any of us. How many people, man, that you know are just walking around? How many times has it been you? We're just walking around, and you feel like people don't see you. And you know it's because they don't want to see you. How many people you know, man, that, that you don't see, and it's because you just choose not to see them? People that feel like they're just un- untouchable, and unreachable, and Unlovable. And what I love about this guy right here, man, is he was about it. He, he, he had no doubt of Jesus's ability, all right? But he just wasn't sure if that ability was available to him. Now, come on, man. There's story after story about that exact fact right here today. And we have no doubt about God's ability. I mean, we're, we're breathing his air. We're walking on his ground, all right? He did all of this. We have no doubt of his ability. But we, you know, sometimes question whether or not that ability is available to us. That's what inhibits our reach and sometimes we just, but this guy right here, he just asked anyways. He just reached out anyways. Every one of us know, man, deep inside, we, every one of us know of his ability. We're just not sure how he sees us. You don't know why? Because of the way we see ourselves. Like I said, every one of us could have been up on the screen today Every one of us could have been displayed as unreachable, untouchable, unlovable. But he crossed the line. Because when it comes to a a pure and holy God, we we know that we're not pure and we're not holy. So what does he want to do with us? And I will challenge you, everything. He wants everything to do with you, man. Everything. He, He gave his life. He bridged that gap. He died for the sins of the world, for the dirt of humanity. He died for all the ugliness of the planet so that you could be pure and holy in his sight because he makes you pure and holy in his sight. Too many times, man, we look at him and we say, nah, 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 nah. I mean, I've done way too many stuff. Yeah, you're way, <laughs> you're way more. Yeah, you're that one person on the planet where God's like, oof, oof. I don't, oof. you know what I mean? Jesus, yeah, don't even look. No, no, no. Nah, no. No, no such thing. Why? Because nobody here is untouchable. Nobody out there is untouchable reachable nobody anywhere is unlovable you just have to receive that love you just have to allow Christ to touch you you have to drop those walls down and allow him to reach into you look what this next verse says and Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him amen stretched out his hand, and he touched him. Jesus stretched out his hand, and he was nailed to a cross, and he touched the world, and then he was buried, all right, in a grave, all right, and then it was sealed, and then when he moved the grave, he came out, and he hid Easter eggs for everybody. It was insane, <laughs> right? He might have later. It just wasn't written about. Could be, Jesus stretched out his hand, and he touched him. He says, I will be clean. And immediately, the leprosy left him, all right? He took a nail for us and another nail for us and another nail for us, all right? And it was crazy, man, is Jesus didn't have to touch this guy. What he did, he bypassed the legal system all right, the medical, you know, the, the the medical facts, the 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 cultural norms, the social ideals. He passed all of that, and he reached in and he touched this dude. He reached, and touched the untouchable, literally, and therefore loved him. I like to believe. That when Jesus reached for this guy, that he touched his face, there's just something personal about that kind of touch that he reached, and he just touched his face, riddled with disease. And I wonder if the guy flinched like, "I don't want to get you dirty." And Jesus is like, "That's not how this works, man. You can't get me dirty." And that's the kind of mindset we need. When we receive the love of Christ, we need that kind of mindset that says, you know what, you know what, now he has made me clean, and you know what, I'm not afraid of things that are dirty because it's not going to affect me because of the Holy Spirit that lives within me and empowers me to reach for not the things, but the people who feel untouchable, unreachable, and unlovable. It's crazy. It's crazy. How many of us would have written this guy off? We would have seen this guy, and we would have said, whoa. We would have written him off. But you know what? That's somebody's son. Maybe that's even somebody's brother. Am I possibly be somebody's dad or even grandfather? That somebody is a human being that matters just like you, just like me, when Jesus reached for you and when he reached for me, when he touched you and he touched me, when he loved all over you and he loves all over me, wait a second. How many of us would have just rid him off? He says, sometimes it's crazy the way we view the unclean when it comes to humanity. Humanity. It is. Let I me mean, challenge you to something. If I, if I was to give you a cup of juice here today, right now, we am going to hand you a cup of juice, orange juice, whatever your favorite juice is, all right, and if I was to hand it to you, hold on a second, I grabbed the fly, zzz, bow, put it in there, stirred it up, and gave it to you, oh, wait, let me get the fly out, all right, here you go. How many of you would drink it? Some of you animals would be like, I'm thirsty, give it to me. I don't care, all right? But most of us here would be like, oh, no way, what? And there's nothing wrong with that. All right, it's this thing, all right, that, that, that we, that, 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 that basically, it's this thing that we carry, all of us carry, it's just a, basically a case of contamination theory, all right, contamination psychology. Basically, we've been raised up, you know, to, to be careful of things that contaminate us, and it's not a bad thing, It's good. All right, but we're very—we uh, become more and more aware as we grow older. We grow more and more aware of contaminants, all right, that invade our uh, our, our proximity of of, of uh, our, our our not proximity, our, 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 basically our personal space of hygiene and and cleanliness. It's not a bad thing. We understand this. It's okay. All right. But what if what if I what if I took the juice after I threw the fly in it and pulled it out? All right, but what if I said, okay, hold on, let me just, let me, I'm running through a filter, the same filter we run our water through, I'm running through a filter. All right, what if after that I boiled it, all right, and after that I ran through the filter again, all right, and then I gave it to you, how about now? Some of you would be like, all right, I'll take it now, and others would be like, there's no way I could touch that, right, there's just no way, I can't go near that, I can't touch that, it's freaking me out. All right, and it's just this again, it's it's that that judgment, all right, of contamination, all right, that that just plays by its own rules sometimes. A few years ago, I did a sermon illustration where I brought an apple on stage, all right, and I says, Hey, anybody like apples? A lot of people liked apples. Who would eat this apple right now? A few people like I'd eat it right now. Then I put on a surgical glove, all right, I grabbed the baggie that had some dog doo doo in it, (laughs) all right, I opened it up. This is dog doo doo, and I held it up. (laughs) People were freaking out. All right. I took the apple and I tapped it. I said, Who wants the apple now? Ah! Nobody wanted to touch the apple. No, get it away. I just barely tapped it with a dog doo doo. I'm like, No, get it away. I said, What if I clean it off? Look, now it's on your pants. Some of you are just freaking out, man, because this is in the room. All right. Well, the truth was, and I told everybody this, it's just a tootsie roll. I just kind of rolled it around, messed with it, made it look, and still people like, who wants the tits roll? Nobody wanted it. Because of what I said it was. And still nobody wanted the apple. And then when I went to act like I was saying it, people started throwing up in the front row. I was just kidding. All right, but I mean, it was just horrible. All right? You think about that. Y'all want to put you more to the test here. Check this out. I used to drive a truck up and down California, right? And uh, and every once in a while, I would haul produce. And I mean, I'd go and grab a couple of trailers, right? Two double—they're called doubles, right? Each double had a, two buckets on each trailer. On one side of the trailer, had a on one side of the long buckets as they they go back. One side had a hinge, and when you would uh, go get the produce and you go to the place, the, the other side they'd have a machine that just dumped that that bucket into wherever they were going. Well, one time I was uh, hauling grapes. I go out to these vineyards, California, wine country. I go out there and I'm just picking up all kinds of grapes, right? And I'm getting just loads of grapes and I go to the winery. And I remember the first time I rolled in there, I freaked out, it was kind of crazy. Because I pulled into the winery, I got behind the trucks. All right, they're going in one by one and I'm watching them all dump. And I'm like, I'm looking as they're dumping. I'm like, wait a second, I saw something kind of odd. And so when they pulled me up there, and they dump mine. I look at my review mirror. I saw all the grapes drop into this vat, all right, That's heading towards the press. And I saw all the grapes, but I saw other things. And let me just put it this way. They were living things in there. And then if you go out to the front of the of the of the of the of the of the of the, of the, of the, uh, the vineyard, the building is, and they have all their displays of these fine wines and Mm-hmm, yes, you want to try this one? And I'm like, look at it, like, that's, that's real blood in there. You know what I mean? I mean, think, that's, that's red, because there's real blood in there. All right, and I'm freaking out. And some of you are like, I don't have a problem with that, man, because uh, I don't drink wine. Well, that's all right. One day I was hauling carrots, okay? <laughs> Same thing, all right? As they dumped the vats of carrots, I saw things, I saw the long carrots, but then I saw something longer, all right, that goes like this. I'm like, Whoa! And this is just kind of all around you, carrots, all right? all right? And so we think about stuff, and it just starts to freak us out, all right? And it's okay, man, to be freaked out by stuff like that. That is not a problem to be tripped out when contaminants are entering our clean, free zone, our free and clean zone. But one of the biggest problems with the church is when we let all that contamination-based reasoning dictate the life of the church. You understand what I'm saying? Right? I mean, we're among a people. Right? Where purity and salvation and holiness is expressed and taught and even encouraged by example. And it makes it, I'll tell you what, it gets in our heads where it's not hard to trip on people who are not saved and pure and Holy. And we start judging. We start tripping on people. We see Jesus, He reached across these lines, these physical lines, these mental lines. He reached across spiritual lines. And the lines where, where we're more afraid of getting dirty than we are of being empowered uh, by being made clean. I want to challenge you with a really weird statement, but just kind of roll with it for a little bit. I'll put it up there so you can look at it. But shouldn't a holy make unholy holy rather than the unholy make holy unholy? Shouldn't it? Shouldn't the holiness of God, all right, infiltrating an unholy life, make that life holy rather than this holy life that has been made holy by God himself, all of a sudden worried about being made unholy because of the unholy people around him. And therefore we just pass them on by. Once again, man, I'm challenging you. Like You're like, man, I know, but this is kind of a challenging statement. But if you think about it, man, you know, if, we, if we would really truly allow Jesus to love us, to love in us, to love on us, to love, th- you know, he'll love through us. If we would truly allow Jesus to love us, it might make it easier for us to love others with the love of Jesus. Amen. Because nobody in here is untouchable and nobody out there is unreachable and nobody anywhere is unlovable. Look at chapter 5, verse 14. And he charged them. All right, to tell no one and to go show yourself uh, to the priest and make an offering <clears throat> to your, for your cleansing as Moses commanded a proof to them. And, uh, and you know, that's, that's, there's a whole lot going on right there in that one verse. We're not going to go crazy on that because I'm trying to stick to the point here today. But I will tell you that before, you know, you know Jesus, he did come to fulfill the whole law. That's another teaching, another time. Um, but before he fulfilled the whole law, he, he made sure that he followed the whole law. All right, it's a letter. And he challenged, he challenged obedience before he required it. It was pretty amazing. And so, and then he says this, <clears throat> but, but even now, more report about him went abroad. Even though he told the guy, keep it on down low for now, man, because there's some stuff happening. I'm trying to you know, make some things happen. And the guy went ahead. He said, but even now, you know, a report about him went abroad, and great crowds gathered to hear him to be healed of their infirmities it's crazy, because it's a strange fact that this one guy, all right, that, that Jesus commanded to tell no one, told everyone, and yet all the people that he tells, to, he commands to tell everyone, sometimes are afraid to tell anyone. I don't know if I'd throw that in there. Anyways, um, verse 16, you're like, man, I'm not coming back to this church. Uh, well, and then we're coming to you, all right? Praise the Lord. All right, so... <laughs> Verse 16, all right, it says this. And then he would draw. This is our final verse right here, wrapping it up. Check this out. And he said, he would withdraw to desolate places, all right, and pray. And it's crazy, man, because, what, again, we can learn so much from Christ. And just watching him as a human, as God in the flesh, is just amazing. And we watch him, and we see how the demands of life. You know, you ever realize that, you know, we just get so busy. We get so busy, man. We just feel like we got time to pray. You know what I mean? You're so busy, man. I got time to be in my Bible. All right? (laughs) We're just real busy. But it's crazy that that the demands of life push Jesus to prayer and not from it. The demands of life push Christ to prayer and not away from it. I mean, how long does it take when when things get really, really crazy? How long does it take for you to pray? And I know some of you are thinking, man, God doesn't even hear my prayers. He ain't listening to me. God ain't trying to hear what I gotta say. I'll challenge that because He hears everything you say, every word you say. He knows it completely. But I want to challenge you to another fact: when it comes to prayer, maybe He's waiting on you to say this, 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 this—the this, this, this certain prayer that just comes before all prayers. And this is just a freebie right here. This is kind of like a little side note to the whole sermon here. And we'll jump right back in. We'll finish up right here in a minute, but let me just kind of share this with you. All right, maybe he's waiting for that prayer, that first prayer of all prayers. It's that prayer that begins like this. It says, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the cross. Thank you, Lord God, that you paid a debt that I can never repay. Thank you, Lord God, for clearing the way right back to you. Thank you for the cross, and thank you for the resurrection. Thank you, Lord God, that because you are alive, I will live again too. Thank you, Lord God, for all of this, for the cross and for the resurrection. Thank you, Jesus. And that takes you into the second part of that prayer. Thank you. And the second part is, I'm yours. I am all yours. I'm all yours, Lord God. I guarantee you, you want God to hear a prayer? Start with that, all right? Start with that. Start with thank you for the cross. Thank you for the resurrection. I am all yours. Everything outside of me, everything inside of me, everything behind me, everything in front of me, this whole shooting match is all yours. Praise the Lord, I am yours. Amen. And then we could pray as we're getting ready. Wait, wait, I haven't got to that one thing I really want him to do. Wait a second. Because then we pray, Lord, help me to see the way that you see. I know how I see things. And usually they're in the filter that came before the thank you and I'm yours prayer. And when I see things before the filter of the thank you and I'm yours prayer, then I'm asking, I'm, I'm having prayers that just, I think are just bouncing off walls. So help me after the thank you, after the I'm yours prayer, help me to see things the way you see. Help me to see me the way you see me. Help me see the world the way you see the world. Help me see my family the way you see my family. Let me to see my kids, my children, my wife, or your husband, the way you, you see them. All right, we just threw that in there for free. Let's get back into the sermon. Okay, check it out. <laughs> I mean, it all matches, because okay, we wonder why. All right, when we're trying to talk with people, and we're trying to tell them the message of Christ, we wonder why they're not hearing us. I wonder whether or not we're receiving our message and, and just maybe it's because we haven't. What does it look like for you to drop the walls that have been preventing Jesus to reach you? To drop the walls that have been preventing Jesus to touch you? To drop the walls that have been preventing Jesus to truly, completely love you? What does it take for you? Here's what I want you to do as I'm thinking about this and you're thinking about this. All right? Because we know that there's more to the story. We always know that there's always more to the story. All right? And we hear this gospel story, we feel like there's something missing. And you're right, it's you, it's me. Everyone. We're all we're all a part of this story. So here's what I want you to do. All right. Between now and the next time you walk into a worship service, whether it's here or, 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 or your or another church or wherever it is, I got two questions I want you to pursue. And man, if you would pursue these questions for life, it would be it would be a great thing, and you would see some amazing fruit in your life. All right, but I want to challenge you to two questions just for now, between now and the time that you walk into the next, the next, another worship service, all right? And they're simply these. First question is, in what way, in what ways does Jesus show that he loves me? Because I believe that Jesus is showing he loves you all around you. But I want you to ask the question, in what ways does Jesus show he loves me? All right, I want you to pursue that question. I want you to ask that question, and I want you to answer, all right? Act on that question, okay? Ask, ask and act, ask and act, all right? We, we're really good at asking questions, all right? But we just need more coffee to start acting on them, right? I get it. All right, I want you to ask this question, all right? In what ways does Jesus show, all right, that he loves me? And then I want you to act on that question because it, it requires action. And you can begin with this next one, all right? How can I show that love to someone else who's being passed by. Amen? Because nobody here is untouchable. And nobody out there is unreachable. And nobody anywhere is unlovable. Amen? And if you would just let Jesus love you, you'll be able to love others with a love of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Happy Easter. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord.